0: XX Equals is a focused, user-centered innovation collective within Kennedy Ford and this is our podcast. Our aim is to close the gap between perception and reality when designing for women so jump in and join us as we talk to some of the leaders, experts and trailblazers in this
1: space. Hello and welcome to the inaugural podcast from XX Equals. So XX Equals is a new initiative from um, the studio of KD. And it is a user-centered innovation and product development collective that sits within KD. And we are going to focus on female consumers. Our purpose of XX equals is to deliver products and experiences tuned to women's needs, which create advocates, brand loyalty, and differentiation, closing the gap that we believe exists between perception and reality in design for women so we know from data that exists that in the product design industry it's 95 percent male in consultancy and this is stats that we've had from the last report that i've certainly found in 2018 from the design council yet we also know that female consumers choose 85 percent of household products and 93 percent of over-the-counter healthcare purchases Having women design for women makes business sense before even we start thinking about the considerations of products that are designed specifically for women's bodies. We know that gender, whether fluid or binary, is a really powerful determinant of how we see the world and everything in it. We believe that this needs more consideration throughout the design process. The outdated shrink it and pink it approach isn't good enough. The way individuals identify is changing. And we want to be able to respond equitably to our future societal needs. And XX equals is our first step in that direction. We have an amazing team here at KD, combining creative and technical expertise with female focused insight and empathetic design approaches to deliver innovative, intuitive products to market with speed and assurance. We've also developed an extended team of world class experts and collaborators. My name is Mel Hall. I'm CEO of Canadian Four, and I'm also going to lead our initiative around XX equals alongside our brilliant multidisciplinary team of strategists, researchers, designers, engineers, and makers across KD. Since I joined KD in 2009, and when I became CEO, in 2016, I've spent a lot of time and focus on equality in our business because we know that this is such a poor area in terms of representation. And our team are going to talk a bit more about this. And we believe it's time to offer a credible choice to our clients and to consumers. And because of the efforts that we've gone to over the last five years, And we now have a business in terms of our senior management team. We are 50-50 in terms of our male-female split. And it's something we're actively focused on from an equality perspective and from a broader diversity perspective. So I think you've heard enough from me. I would love to introduce you to some members of our team who are here with me today. Can I ask Hayley you to kick off with a bit of an introduction as as to who you are, please?
2: Yeah, of course you can. Um, So I'm Hayley Maynard, so I've been a design consultant at KD for a couple of years now. I've been in the industry for about five. Um, I work at KD, kind of making sure that we're designing really meaningful design solutions, everything from CMF strategy to packaging, the full kind of spectrum of what we offer. Um, But I've always been a kind of uh, feisty feminist, probably spurred on by a lot of members in our team, Um, And so it's nice to discuss this issue, which has kind of um, reached uh, the foreground recently with that um, latest kind of stats on the 95% male, but actually we're getting worse, not better. And so let's discuss it and let's make a real difference.
1: Thank you, Hayley. Alex.
3: Um, Hello, yeah, I'm Alex Dodal. So um, I'm new to the KD team. I've only been here um, almost two months, I think it is now. I'm one of the junior design consultants in the design team, and I've just graduated from Loughborough this year. Well, last year now, because it's 2021 now. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited about this project. Um, I feel like because I haven't been in the industry for um, very long, I haven't been as aware as to how bad it is. But um, I've got experiences from university and things like that as well where um, I have been in situations and come to realise that this is something that needs to change. But, yeah.
1: Thank you, Alex. Sorrel. Hello,
0: um, I'm Sorrel Walsh and I'm the marketing manager at KD. So I... I've worked at KD for about two years now, coming up to two years. So I work on everything from the strategy to content output um, and also managing the Southwest Kern in the Gap scheme. Um, I'm also the co-founder and one of the leaders of the community Women Run. Um, So our aim is basically to try and get more women empowered through movement so um yeah we just want to get women moving and just realizing what they're capable of really so i'm really excited about this initiative um, and as kaylee said i'm also a uh, a very passionate feminist uh, so it's great to be
1: involved in this fantastic thank you all um thanks for for those brilliant introductions um, yeah, I, I think I wanted Sorrel. Although Sorrel isn't uh, like me, isn't design trained, but I really wanted Sorrel to um, to be part of this podcast because, firstly, you're such an incredible example of um, of, a, of a, a brilliant feminist with and the work that you've done around women run. But also, you um, alongside me are really instrumental in terms of driving a lot of the initiatives and and doing a lot of the the, the work to actually get. Get this off the ground. So, um, thank you, Sorrel, and um, and I'm just so thrilled that that you're all here alongside alongside me and alongside our broader team. So, um, the reason I, I also particularly wanted you all here today is because um, you're all a lot younger than me, <laughs> and you and we know this from previous. We've spent a lot of time in these kind of teams meeting scenarios talking about this and 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 our proposition and how we wanted to to get it right and i think the the one of the biggest takeouts for me is how much i can learn from you all um because things are changing so quickly and actually um, it's a mistake to think that that i've got more to teach you than the other way around because it's definitely not the case and um, Haley, talk to me a little bit about why you think this is important and you and you sort of talked about your industry experience and i'm sure you also probably hear a lot from um, your friends and, um, and ex-colleagues sort of colleagues from your degree as well. Yes,
2: yeah, so I think if I start with um, picking up on my degree, so um, my degree, I also went to Loughborough University, it was relatively 50-50, the university might not have been because I've got quite a sports skew, which sadly is more male-focused, although Sorrell's trying to change it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the course seemed relatively 50-50, so for me, it became a real shock when I got into industry and it was so skewed the other way. Um, and in fact, it was really sad to see um, a lot of my female colleagues not even enter the industry. There's a lot of talk about how, um, where have the women gone and why is the industry pushing them away? And actually, I think there's equally a conversation that needs to be had as to why don't they enter in the first place? A lot of my female colleagues went into kind of Um, Creative field, but slightly um, outside of the kind of pure design route. So they might be buyers or project managers, um, but they're not. um, The university course per se almost um, put them off a pure design route, and I think that that's something that needs to be addressed equally. We are losing women in the industry, but we need to make sure that they actually enter it once they've committed to doing a creative course like that. Um, But equally. If i ask the answer the kind of first question about why this project i strongly believe in like really designing for real people and not calling them users or consumers like we're actual human beings with emotions and relationships and complicated lives especially at the moment um and actually those the full kind of spectrum of humanity is represented by a majority white middle-class male design industry and actually We need to just admit that they're going to have unconscious biases, whether they um, I truly don't believe that on purpose they aren't designing for those people, but they don't have a full spectrum of diversity there. And actually, we can offer a bit more of that. But equally, I think we're more open to addressing the fact that we need to truly represent who we're designing for and making sure they're represented as much as possible and as often as possible during the design process. This isn't like a one check in at the end and we've ticked that box. This is we're truly committed. To having them represented hearing their views honestly and empathetically throughout the whole process
1: i think there's two hugely important issues that, that you bring there i think that the education one and obviously the work that we do and soren in particular along kerning the gap i mean that mm. that almost needs an entire podcast just talking about that um, the second, the second challenge that we're faced, I think, it is really important to sort of also recognise, and we, I know we've talked a lot about this already, that you know this initiative, it's not around sort of man bashing or, mm. or criticising where we've got to. It's about accepting the fact that this is where we're at, yeah. and actually we need to do things things differently, and actually start to future proof our industry against the, the needs to make us best at what we can do, mm. and. Um, uh, when, another one of our team Nina shared this brilliant quote with me the other day and I asked her where it was from and she said um, it was from the female lead uh, you know they post a lot mm. on LinkedIn and um, they have they have some really good posts and she she looked it up and she said I think it's a mixture of Maya Angelou and Oscar Wilde so I'm not quite sure how that works <laughs> but um, but I thought the quote was interesting so I'm just going to to read it it says equal doesn't mean identical saying men and women are equal doesn't mean one is saying men and women have no differences it simply means that those differences should not translate into different levels of access to benefits and opportunities in society and i think i think that's that's what we're trying to say here and alex talk a little bit about about your experiences to date and 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 actually how I mean, you, you joined us directly from, from uni. So so yeah. you haven't really, yeah, like you say, you haven't sort of got that, that context yet. But um, what's kind of surprised you so far?
3: I feel like the first thing is what Hayley has said as well in that, our, like, I went to Loughborough as well. And the course is very well split, 50-50. And also there's equal amounts of really talented female designers on the course and equal amounts male talented designers on the course and me just going into industry obviously covid it's more difficult to get a job but i'm just like i've only heard of majority males getting jobs at the moment mm. and i'm just like there's so many females on my course who are so talented where where have they gone and even like years above me um where have all the talented females gone or things like um i don't know new designers um like the year above me there were only two females who went but there were such good projects that females in the year did so why were only the male projects picked which baffled me as well obviously like I'm not saying that um they should just pick the female projects for an equal split but Mm. I am aware that there were really good projects that maybe I don't know they didn't pick yeah I, I I don't know why they wouldn't be picked but I know a lot of my favorite projects from the year above but from my course in particular were um female related issues for example a period waste disposal bin was one of my favorite projects and i was like that is such a problem why are they so ugly and i'm just like that could have been so easily picked to go to new designers but it wasn't so it's projects like that where i'm just like where are all these females going who are so talented and have such good ideas and it's just the males who are going into the industry and then also um like it's just me thinking as well in terms of entrepreneurs like if you're presenting a female focused problem to a panel who are just men if you're against um a male focused problem product product how like obviously the male focus problem product will get picked because the panel can then associate with that product because then the female focus product won't seem like an issue to them or not as much of an issue so it just proves that there needs to be this emotional association with both directions which there isn't at the moment enough of
1: I think that's a really, really good point. So I was speaking to one of our, our clients yesterday, a project that we're working on at the moment, and she's a, a startup founder. It's a it's a female product. You know which one I'm talking about, Alex, because you're working on it with me. And um, and she said all of her investors are male. And, um, it, you know, she was saying about the extra time that she had to spend in terms of communicating to them the issues. And they, they absolutely got it, but you think... You know we know this from the conversations we've had around these kind of projects that we work on. Everybody is immediately sharing their own experiences. And whilst we recognize that everyone's experiences are different, there's that empathetic design element, which actually we believe if you introduce that into the process and the review process and and you know the the design process and engineering, and you capture all of those things, which because you're not making those assumptions, you're actually, Relating to your own personal empathetic experience, it does put you in a in a beneficial situation uh, to enable you to work quicker and smarter, um, and and produce better products. At the end Mm. of the day, the other thing that she was talking to me about, which um, I'm going to ask her to to do this podcast with us, but she was talking about her experiences of going to to design businesses to partner with her on this project that we're working on and um, she told me that um, Katie was the first company and she went to over half a dozen of our competitors. Katie was the first company where uh, a woman was in the room in the first meeting and I don't actually think we, I don't think we put any in the room on the first meeting and when she asked the teams and um, the other teams how many women they had in their teams because this is such a Uh, sort of a female specific product. Um, She she said that the majority of them couldn't answer the question and couldn't actually put any um, female Mm. uh, designers or engineers in the room. Um, They were in different roles in the business where where women were present. And and I think it still continues to stun me in our industry quite how bad it is. And I think those designs council figures are really really fascinating because they also say we we as an industry are worse than architecture worse than software programming all of these other disciplines which are always held up as as Mm. really really terrible in terms of equality i mean Sorrel, your experiences in terms of of running you know completely different different initiative but so many parallels
0: definitely you know and i i think it is about, you know, I, I was just thinking when Haley and Alex were talking about their uh, experience, especially yours, Alex, like, where are all these women? And, and even in running, it's like, you know, if you look at long distance races, the, the the ratio is generally 20% women, 80% men, but women are just as capable. And if you parallel that into the design industry, it's not that women aren't capable. Mm. And I think a lot of it, comes to people creating space for women and you know maybe we need to do more work with positive discrimination etc um I know some people don't necessarily agree with that but also supporting women Mm -hmm. showing them that they're able and giving them the confidence that they need whether that's in running or the design industry and I think it's also really important to ask these questions like the client you referred to like challenge people and ask them why make them potentially feel a bit uncomfortable you know make them question themselves as to why that is um and I think the more work we do in that sense again whether it is exercise or whether it's industry then the you know hopefully the more progress we'll make um in the long run yeah I was gonna say can I build on
2: that thorough because I um was listening to a podcast the other day and this really resonated with me and kind of changed my perspective where they were talking about how um we often default to trying to change women into a male perspective so you'll go oh they're not confident enough in interviews and asking for promotions and more money and they're not going after it and that's why they're not rising and i mean if i had a penny for every time i heard that i would be very rich um but what they were basically saying is they've done some studies and actually women are really accurate at um, conveying their um, level of um, achievements, their ambition—they're actually very accurate at conveying what they're capable of. Men are overly confident and usually overpromise what they can actually deliver. So they were going, "We don't need to make men more confident. What we're actually saying, women more confident to like meet men. What we're actually saying is, we should talk to men about going. Actually, you're kind of overstating what you're capable of." And I recently. Um, put this to um, our head of design because we were hiring and I just said look I think this really pays into our recruitment process because we need to take that into consideration because if you get two CVs and it looks like the female is not quite as well qualified as the male you have to consider that the male is probably overstating what they're capable of and the woman is probably being completely accurate and actually he was really honest with me and he was like I've never thought about it that way. But actually now, he was like, I will make sure that I kind of try to counterbalance that impact and make sure that we're reviewing those equally. Because if you review, it's a bit like the um, statement you left with earlier Merle, about being equal doesn't mean identical. Um, and in that case, the CVs aren't identical, the people aren't identical. But actually, we need to take into consideration the impact of um, our kind of gender and what it plays to. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's quite fascinating yeah, yeah
1: it, it really is Haley, and I think also recognizing you know we're not just talking about male and female you yeah, know absolutely kind of be thinking broader than that and and for us this is the first step on that journey and um, to try and, and and get to you know this equality for all but it's I, I love the fact that you, you had the conversation you had with Neil because what, um what that also kind of leads into is is how the rest of our team have re- reacted to this this um this initiative that we're doing and and they've all been so supportive of it mm. regardless of gender and they've all understood it and they've all wanted to learn more and be part of it because um, and just be real real cheerleaders and I think that's something that's so important generally is that everybody is a cheerleader for everybody else this you know in the last 12 months more than ever we've needed that you know just to just to have that that positivity around and and what we're trying to do with XX Equals is we're not going to, to create entirely female teams but we're going to create teams that are uh, you know have that that predominance of females and teams that actually are led and reviewed by females because for us that's how we we create that equitable situation and those are on products that are specifically targeted at females so there's obviously huge opportunities around fem care, femtech um interestingly a lot of people when you start talking about female products they, it takes people to sexual being mm-hmm. as, a, as a sort of first port of call but actually, we also know that, um, you know, we've heard stories of issues around household products where triggers on um, bottles have been designed for, you know, big sort of male hands rather than small female ones or or just, um, you know, products, refillable uh, products that are in the in the hand, which actually just don't work for mm. women's hands. And even if you are you know, following that design thinking approach and, and having some early insight and validating your your design ideas there's still huge massive gaps in that process where women aren't part of that that you know aren't part of of that that you know that, that thought process and that building
2: yeah absolutely and I think it comes into a lot of categories that um or products that people would normally kind of um or instinctively dismiss and go well that doesn't really um play a part I'm even thinking like contact lenses and the impact of having to have um, longer fingernails and dealing with that, you're more likely to wear contact lenses because it's a beauty thing as well. And actually there are a skew in a lot of sectors that you wouldn't realize. Um, before we um, did this podcast, I was doing some um, searching because one of my friends had sent me a stat and I was like, is that really true? Um, and it was basically saying that 85% of car buying decisions are done by females. And yet, I mean, I can recall a, uh, well, my partner recently changed his car because genuinely, I couldn't drive it because the seat didn't go far enough forward. I mean, I'm five foot four. I'm not like super short, slightly short. But I mean, literally, the BMW was so designed for him as a male. Mm. I genuinely couldn't drive it. I literally couldn't reach the pedals. And it was one of those instances where I was like, this is balmy. It's like 2021. Um, and like for the next car, we did go together and I literally had to get in it and try and see if I could drive it. And I was like, how is the world this frustrating? But I mean, let alone the, I bet the interiors and the seat positions and the mirrors and that everything is not designed around females. And yet they're the ones making the buying decisions. So quite fascinating. really. Have
1: any of you read the Caroline Criado Perez Invisible Women book? Yeah. So there's an entire chapter on, on cars in that. and. Because legally, they don't have to have crash test dummies shaped as women in the driver's seat, only the passenger seat. Yes. So if you are driving a car, I think you're 47% more likely to be seriously injured or die as a result of the fact that um, women crash test dummies do not mm. um, get tested in the driver's seat. Yeah. And, and that's even down to
2: like um, life jackets is the same because they were designed yeah. around default male bodies. And so they don't incorporate any allowance for breasts. And so you're more likely to drown as a female.
1: So clearly, I think we, we're all in vociferous in agreement that there's a need, a need for what we want to do and how we want to drive it. What are you all most passionate about in terms of sort of those areas? And, um, and, and I know I'm going to start with you, Alex, because obviously I, I know, um, you know, we, we bonded over your final year project, didn't we, when we first spoke. Um, but I know I know there's more as well that you're passionate about, about working on.
3: Well my main topic is periods. I'm, I'm very passionate about it. I bought a book yesterday um, which has all the like different short stories and perspectives of like transgender people who have periods, um, women who've been shut shot down for talking about their period, all that sort of thing and I think picking that project was my first spark of realising why is there stigma around like topics that are so frequent like we've got it for 40 years of our life i'm just like why can't we talk about it it's so normal and even things like doing my final year project i realized how like much of a problem things like topics like this that are related solely to females have in terms of be- not being able to be talked about like have i got told that i really needed ethics approval for it to do as a project because it's an embarrassing topic area and I was like... Who told you, hey, talk, you talk to that, Alex? And multiple multiple was people, wasn't. until I went to my female lecturer and I was like, do I need ethics approval for this? And she was like, no. We
1: all
2: say that every I've <laughs> actually been supporting another female designer going through a similar process and she couldn't get ethics approval until she called it abdominal cramps. Oh, my God. Can you
1: send Leave me the email of her um, of her tutor, please, Haley? I will <laughs> do. I was...
2: Um, very strongly wording to her that i was like you need to get over this hurdle but once this is said and done we will take this further not okay yeah
1: yeah yeah disgraceful absolutely disgraceful so Mm -hmm. yeah but but Mm. looking forward and um a bit more positively we do have to address that though but looking looking forward and um and being more positive you know i think there's so much opportunity in this space isn't there alex Mm -hmm. i think um you know it's so overlooked and yet as you say it happens to us every month you know maybe a few few months where other things are happening where you know for 40 years and yet if you look at the you know if you look at for example the the baby um, we were talking about baby bottles the other day and you think about the amount of investment in terms of you know baby bottles sterilization all of those those things and that's that's you know a couple of years if you have a couple of kids Mm-hmm. Um, and the level of you know financial investment that's that's in that space versus something that happens to us every every single month and um you know we were talking weren't we as well about day as a really interesting um cbd tampon brand mm-hmm. and um or, or female health brand as they're now position themselves and, and the brilliant work that they're doing in terms of taboo busting around what it's like as a transgender person, you know, trying to use, you know, different sex toilets and, and challenges around that. I mean, it's just, you know, these things are going to become more and more prevalent. So we're really excited and we're already doing a bit in this space, aren't we? So that's great news. Hayley, talk, talk to us about, about your passions and areas.
2: As I was gonna say, I think one of my big passion areas is um, sexual health and pleasure. And I always add pleasure onto the end because... The female pleasure gap is frustratingly large on so many levels, Um, but equally, um, I think what I've seen is similar in period care. Where It's like, well, let's first of all, let's just talk about it um, and let's be more open about it, have really honest discussions. I've had some amazing discussions since I've kind of kicked this off really properly with um, friends and my mum and my auntie and actually also talking up generations as well as um, uh, where we are now. There's a lot that still needs to change. Um, I mean, uh, sex education in schools is abysmal at best. It doesn't address the full spectrum of society and fluidity and gender. And there's some amazing stuff going on in this space. I mean, the Channel 4 documentary, It's a Sin, is
1: incredible. If no one has not watched it, you need to. I binged it last weekend. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's really powerful. And actually, I was sat there having a discussion with my partner going, I wasn't talked about or talked in any way about the AIDS crisis at school. And that's shocking because that is, that should be part of our sex education. That is part of what framed society and people need to be informed and understand it. But equally, um, it's just, yeah, it's a fascinating topic. And there's so much I could dive into. The stat I normally spout is that uh, most sex toys are designed around emulating the penis when that's not how most people actually reach orgasm. So let's talk to real women and the full spectrum of people about how they get pleasure and let's not just replicate a penis it's
1: it's actually mind-blowing that um that it hasn't you know the 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 stuff that you're creating around you know Mm. it's phallic sex toys it's kind of you know it but i think the industry norm yeah and the point that you make about education as well and actually it's all about prevention isn't it there's nothing about enjoyment or respect So I think those need to be addressed as well.
2: Yeah, there's nothing about inclusivity, body image, um, relationships, love, fun, pleasure, like joy, like the mental health benefits. I mean, if we think about like holistic health, sexual health is a major part of that, just as nutrition is and exercise and mental health and all those aspects and actually often. Sexual health is just kind of diminished down to being about fertility or remat. and I'm like, no, it's, it's the full spectrum of pleasure and enjoyment.
1: And I mean, Laura Bates is doing some incredible, um, the Everyday Sexism projects, doing some incredible work with schools and some of her later books as well. So, so there are people doing interesting things in that space, but you're right, it's definitely not got enough of a voice. Yeah. And Sorrel, to, can I ask you the same question as well, please, in terms of what you think we need to be focusing on as a business?
0: Yes, I think um, for me, I'm excited to see what work we do do in the menopausal space, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I know a lot of older ladies who don't necessarily have the tools they need to navigate through mm-hmm. the menopause. And it, again, similar to periods, it's just not something that's spoken about, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really um, excited to see what work we, we can do in that space and what we can offer to, to older women. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I feel like there's so many different topics I, and areas that I can't wait to see the team work on. Um, but that, for me, would be a nice one to see some progress in.
1: Definitely. And I'm, mm. I'm a lot closer. I'm heading a lot closer. going <laughs> in that direction than you are, Cyril. And it's still true, you know, I'm 45 and I'm not having conversations about it with my friends. Mm. So, you know, when's that going to start or... Or where is that information going, going to come from? And I think all of those topics are so brilliant, and there's there's so much more in terms of accessibility and inclusivity, and all of these things. And already um, we're coming towards the end of our of our allotted time. So um, can I just ask you all one more question in terms of um, what you think is the most important thing that we are thinking about in terms of the future? Um, and I think for me, you know, it really is about that. Um, respectful, equitable, um, you know, alternative in terms of creating and uh, design solutions that really are um, fit for purpose and then some more. Um, who am I going to put on the spot first? Hayley, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you.
2: Okay, I think for me one of the things that I think is really important is um, for us to be more honest as an industry um, and as an agency and just hold our hands up and go, okay, we've got a project It's got this skew, we don't have those members in the team to represent that, but we're going to bring them in. We're going to make sure that they're recognised. We're not going to nail everything 100% of the time and use exactly the right phrases, but we're committed to being better. And so I encourage anyone, if there's anything that's come out of this conversation that you're like, oh, actually, I don't think you've thought about this or whatever, like, let us know. We're really engaged and we'd love to hear um, what you're thinking. So we're not perfect, but we are really trying.
1: Brilliant. Thank you, Hayley. Sorrell.
0: I think for me it's replicating real life so understanding who we are designing for you know like we said earlier if if 85 percent of women are buying cars why aren't we designing this for you know equally Mm -hmm. um so for me it's providing those again equal opportunities and being more accessible for women not just designing things as, as they've been done before um yeah that's my answer
3: Brilliant. And and
1: last but definitely
0: not least, Alex.
3: Um, for me, the first thing is just to talk about the space. I think that like we've seen a lot of movement happen in like the past few months, especially on Instagram and things like that. And I think if we just continue to talk, like at the moment, it's um, women in design that's been spoken about, but starting to consider just the diversity of humanity as a whole, and like considering women is the first step, but then. Hopefully in the future we we can consider every single diversity that there is within humanity. And I think talking about it all is the first step, regardless of you if you say something wrong, just speaking up and mm. saying something gets the conversation flowing. So I think that's the most important. Yeah.
1: See, I I told you I've got loads to learn from, from you, from <laughs> you all. So thank you so much for joining joining me today. Um, if you want to find out more about XXEquals, um, you can go to xxequals.com. Also, we have, um, a sort of, we're just kicking off all of our social media presence in that space as well. Um, thank you for that, Sorrel. And um, and you can contact us here at KZ as well. And as um, Hayley said, you know, we, we've got a lot to learn, but mm-hmm. we really, really want to learn it. And we want to do that um, on a sort of open and honest and um, challenging platform so so yeah onwards and upwards from here thank you all for joining today
0: thank you I thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed listening please rate review and subscribe and keep your eyes peeled for our next episode